Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Candyman, a podcast where we're not talking about the original Candyman, where Virginia Madison joked, or was it a joke, that the bees got their own trailer. Instead, we're going to be talking about Sweet Tooth on Netflix. I'm Alex. Respect the bee actors out there. You know, Jerry Seinfeld started as a bee and later went on to become the star of a beloved sitcom. Give him some credit. I'm Justin. I'm Pete, and we are going to be talking about Sweet Tooth Season 2, Episode 7. I'll find you, and then later on in the podcast, we are going to be reviewing 100 grand. Not the money, but the candy bar. Oh, I I messed up. I have $100,000. <laughs> okay. I was going to lick You can let us know single. about the taste. Oh, man, I'm going to regret eating it, but it'll be worth it for the podcast. Yeah. Now, before it's funny, we... Oh, but, well, before we get into that, the name of this episode being I'll Find You, because 100 grand... Not an easy candy bar to lick at your hands on. <laughs> this is like an antiquated all over the place. I, yeah, you live in a little castle of hundred grands. I don't. I don't know how you chose this one, Pete. This is the candy to me when you get like that budget sack around Halloween time, where it's like, like we did last episode. It's like Nestle Crunch, and there's a bunch of Hershey bars, and then somewhere you're like hundred grand. What's that? Huh? But this yeah. was one of your top choices, so That's I'm excited right. to check it out. We are going to be talking about the episode, so why don't we recap it and spoilers ahoy. Obviously, this is a big mythology dump episode as Mm. Gus and Jep and Amy and the Animal Kids have all made their way to Yellowstone, or rather they do over the course of the episode. They go back to the house that Gus grew up in by the end of the episode. At the very least, Amy, uh, Wendy knows that Amy is sick and dying. Maybe the rest of the kids do, too. I think they do. Yeah, Yeah, by the end of it, yeah. I mean, everybody was sad there, so it seemed Mm -hmm. like she told them all, and they were doing the, you know, I love you hugs and stuff. It was very emotional. This was an emotional app. It was a very emotional app. And in in the middle of all the emotional stuff, Gus is listening to the tape birdie that he gets from Bear finally because they link up with Bear again. And we get to see a ton of backstory going back to that scene where Birdie and Papa split in the first season. It's great to see him. Yeah. Great to see him. Took Gus over to Yellowstone. Here we get to see what happened with Birdie. And what happened with Birdie is she was almost immediately captured, forced by the head of the project to try to find a cure. Jillian. Jillian revealed that she is patient zero. She's the one that caused the sick. And basically you got the sick. You got Gus. 
And she wants Bernie to go after Gus. And Bernie's like, absolutely going to do that. And then immediately is like, absolutely not going to do that. And instead uses the information uh, that she found about Jillian's ancestor, which is where all of this came from, and tracks him down to Alaska. So that's why she's in Alaska. But last little bit is by the end of the episode, Abbott has killed the entire animal army. Just stacking Oof. bodies, bro. Oh, my God. They, like they a got, classic comic book cover there. They got he, real savvy at fighting after the Airbuds, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, and we get uh, some more Airbuds in this episode, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Rufus, and, and we see the, OG the cameo Airbud. in the beginning, yeah, 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 at the very, yeah, that was awesome. The fun OG Airbud is the one who takes Birdie to Alaska. So yeah, and yeah. also I want to do the patented uh, Dolly Dalbatron temp check here. Maybe one of the greatest Bobby lines of all time. He's kind of switching over into Schwarzenegger area. Oh, this right at the top. I mean, come on, baby. Let's okay. get the here's, here's what I say. Last episode, we were like, absolutely, Bobby's going to roll up in the tank. We predicted, yeah. or you called it out, Justin, that he was going to do the Michael Dukakis thing with the uh, with the Arby hat on. That's absolutely what I thought was going to happen. What happened exceeded my wildest <laughs> expectations. <laughs> was it? Let me ask you. The show. Cannot was believe it, ex- it. Was it expensive to replace the, your laptop? <laughs> that you cried hot Bobby tears into and I, ruined. I straight up screamed with joy <laughs> when Bobby popped out of the tank wearing those goggles, <laughs> looked directly at the camera and said, Bobby, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Where does this guy get off, Bobby? Unbelievable. Slow Bobby's clap. back and better than ever. Did think they could beat the Shawshank moment that they did. Can't wait for the yeah. season finale, which is going to be nonstop Bobby tried out action movie lines. Yeah, oh. what, do you th- what do you think? What do you predict for the last episode? I predict Bobby's going to get in Abbott's face, open his mouth, and a tiny Bobby <laughs> mouth will come out <laughs> like aliens. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's my Get away from so- her, you, you bitch. Yeah, I think exactly. it's going to be like That's a, a uh, like a yeah. Mister Freeze Schwarzenegger. I think he's going to stay in the Schwarzenegger genre. You know, he did the uh, Bob. You know, I'll be back kind of thing. I think he's going to do like a Mister Freeze line or uh, something. He's as he going to be like Ice to Bobby you. Yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, okay. I hope so. I'd be so happy. That, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. The phrase <laughs> "ice to Bobby" you is what yeah. he's, gonna he's gonna have a freeze gun. So many great Bobby moments Abbott. in this episode. I mean, that was obviously the top tier, but then his strut walked out the bus. Oh when, man, you know, he was having lap. a moment. Just being that like, was great. Oh. And then I had completely forgotten about this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but so they get back to Gus and Pubba's house, and the whole reason that Gus had to leave is because all of their food got wrecked and ruined. Like he burned it, but also it was infected with bugs and the garden was ruined. So he had to leave. And then they get back there and I was like, Oh my God, what are they going to eat? And then Bobby saves the day. He picks some potatoes from the ground. Incredible. Bobby. How does it work? Does he smell? Can he smell potatoes underground? Yeah. Yeah. How does he know where they are? Yeah. Potato smells. He's just tunneling around when he gets to a new place, checking out all the things, what's going uh-huh. on. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah, it's ruining, like you get you know? to an Airbnb, you're going to go to every room of the Airbnb. Exactly. Bobby yeah. does the same thing, but under the ground, and that's where he finds potatoes. You go to every room and what, smell it? What are you doing in every room? You're just like, just, just to check it out. You're in a new yeah, place. You want to see what man. it looks like. Where are the yeah. secret rooms? What's going on in that closet? That yeah, what's the wrong, one room you're, you're not allowed in? What's down there in that basement? You're yeah. the reason why let's Airbnb be people are door. suspicious. Because you got you <laughs> sniff poking around at all the doors you're not supposed to open. 
It's a new place. You got to check it out. Well, I think we've reviewed all the important things in the episode, so why don't we move on to the candy review? No, I'm kidding. I did. No, no, I'm kidding. I did want to mention something. I think... I think we scared off James Brolin because last episode yeah. we were like, what is he even doing here? He's not providing any narration. Cut Nowhere to be heard this episode. Over. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. He's well, what I like to think is James is taking this episode off to think of something really profound to say for yeah. the last episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could almost hear him breathing in the background. It's like, uh, hmm. Ah, Bobby. I heard him whisper Bobby at one point. <laughs> Teeth are sweet. But you know what's sweeter than teeth? Humans. Oh, wait. Oh, no. That's not good. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I got yeah. something yeah. sweet tooth. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Release the, release the scratch track. I want to hear James outtakes. Let's go. Yeah. This tea. Tea is hot. And tea soothes your throat. But throats are made for eating and uh, breathing and... Hold on, I'm going to take it from the top. I'm sorry. (laughs) Take it from the top. Uh, James, you can just read what we've written for you. You don't need to, like, make it up. You're just... uh, The words. The words on a page are how we process information. But is the information what we're processing or is it processing us? Well, I should right. read that, right? I should read <laughs> yeah. the stuff you got. Okay. Uh, we got it. We're good, James. We're good. It's a, it's <laughs> a wrap. You. Okay, bring in Josh. We're going to do this again, but right yeah. this time. Bring in the next Brolin. <laughs> we'll take another Brolin. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, great episode. Pete, go on. Great go episode. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the emotions. I mean, there was a lot of emotional moments in this episode. Some group hugs, the bear uh, hug with uh, Gus and uh, the big man. That was that was nice. Yeah, and be careful when you say that because there's a character named Bear, so it gets a little. That's confusing. what I mean. No, oh, okay. I'm just hug. saying you said the bear hug, and I was like, when did Bear hug somebody? But no, there was the group hug where it was Bear, Gus, and the big man. Oh, okay. So just say group hug. Don't say bear hug. Yeah, bear hug. it was a bear hug. They all took their uh, clothes off and hugged. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbed coming. their backs up against each other like a tree. Yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good, uh, th- this episode sort of had it all going on at once. Uh, like we, we had talked about this where all of the threads that felt so disparate at the beginning of the season are all bottlenecking here at, in Yellowstone where everything's going to go down and it's not going to be pretty. Yellowstone fear- or yellow Walkman. What? Come on. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, the- I know, just we get, we don't I know you tried to rush to get to your candy bar, but we can talk about things without you trying to make a segue to get faster to your like oh, sweet tooth candy bar, hundred grand, yum yum, good night. I did love the exchange about the tape. Cassette, because, yeah, cassette yeah. tape. Yeah. Bear tried to be like, that's a cassette tape, Gus. And then Gus was like, oh, you, what do you, you do with it? What's going on? And then Bear also clearly has no idea what it yep. actually is or what it does. Um, that was very fun. That whole scene and Jep having to instruct them about oh, it. Oh, try and explain to kids what cassette tapes are. It's fun. It never gets old. It was also funny because in the scene where he finds the Walkman, he's like, well, I think I got something that's going to help out. And they, they cut. But really, it would be Sweet Tooth being like, what is that? Yeah. Is that How is that supposed to help? Yeah. yeah. You know what? They should Netflix should release a post crumble kids react to video. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that'd be fun. That would be a yeah. good time. Um, that was very fun. Uh, what do we 
how do we want to break this up? Because there's so many things talk about going on simultaneously. Just the mom flashbacks. We could talk about. Yeah, why don't we talk about the mom flashbacks? Because that's like a heavy mythology birdie. thing. Um, I I thought this information was great. Like, I feel like we've been talking a lot the past couple of episodes how this show rolls out exposition in the middle of emotional scenes is very smart because there's a lot of stuff that we find out here oh, yeah. about how the crumble started, about the backstory of Birdie, how she ended up in Alaska. We get Patient that cameo, zero. as we mentioned, from the Air Bud, all of that stuff. But it grounds it in Gus is listening to his mother's voice for the first time. And that's yeah. a beautiful, wonderful thing that keeps our heart going while our head is going at the same time. Oh, that's a nice way of saying it. Yeah, wow. The um, heart is I, going in the head. That's why he had to go to the roof. Tuning out. That's why he had to go to the roof, you know, so he had enough room for his head and heart, you know, to soar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. To his Look at all that. What are you guys reading off inspirational office <laughs> posters? <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> Both of you. Uh, I did like all this backstory. It was very funny to me that she's like, I found this egg, this magic egg, 98.6. There's a human in here, basically. And then down at the other end of the egg, there's a fucked up big <laughs> poison egg. Was that what that was? Because we, I think the idea think was the that was the, there were two eggs. There was with the, it's not which came first, the chicken or the egg. It's which came first, the good Gus egg or the bad egg full of sick that I guess mm. Jillian injected. Interesting. Okay. I didn't quite pick up on that. You're almost definitely right about that. But so like that was the other viable or viable-ish embryo was that large egg, which is full of the sick. They didn't – yeah, she didn't say exactly uh, what it was. It was, the, I guess, the other – but I don't know. We didn't – there wasn't a heartbeat in that one maybe or like I don't yeah. know what the what was happening with that. Inside that was, of, but she did that, say later that she injected it into her, Jillian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that was also interesting. I love the way that they kind of, you know, we're talking about editing and releasing information throughout the season, but like the way that they were having the we're out of money funding thing as she's kind of finding that egg was such a cool kind of like crossfade moment where uh, everything kind of came together in this cool way. Then all of a sudden it like all went quiet and she kind of like turned up the heartbeat and everyone went nuts. Well, and I yeah. also love. Uh, and I turned into that, a scientist party, popping champagne. Woo! Not that we started in a necessarily realistic place at the beginning of the season, but I do think as the season has gone on, one element that I've been missing a little bit, and maybe it's purposefully left off, is these fairy tale elements that we had really mm. in spades in the first season. And we get back to that with that cottage in the middle of the woods in Yellowstone, but also yeah. just seeing the heartbeat going and that theme of the episode in that egg, it it just feels like, you know, like a dragon egg or something, or just like this yeah. fairy tale creature egg that you can see the heart beating in. The way that Birdie draws the little heart on the incubator as well, I thought was very sweet. And again, sort of almost this fairy tale element. So very cool. I was really well. That's the I think that's the magic of the original Sweet Tooth comic that they've done a great job of translating here onto the screen is that it it is a fairy tale, but a fairy tale rooted in science, where all of the usual fairy tale elements are replaced with scientific things that um, we find out as it goes on. Like the sort of the magical things are traced back to these scientific choices, and that's really cool. And I think it works super well in this episode specifically. But that makes me wonder: what is it about the sick that you think targets the pinky? Mm. What's going on in that pinky that makes it wiggle? Oh, you're, t- you're trying to say that it's like uh, 
some kind of a Italian thing or something where it attacks the pinky and it's like, hey, look at this pinky ring, huh? Hey, what yeah, is that? That's what I'm saying. Yep, that's a yeah. good fella's plague. Yeah. <laughs> Funny uh, how. But, well, it's just, I because visually it's such a good thing. It's such a great thing for the show. Yeah. It scares Pete when we do it. Like, uh, stop, it right now. stop, stop it. But the I, I'm curious if someone had to explain what the biology is. Is it because it's like an extremity? Like, are the pinky toes also popping with the sick? Mm, I don't know. I I assume it's just that like it's grosser. the smallest thing is causing the biggest problems, which is one of the themes Ooh, of the show. Maybe. Wow. Mm. You're saying the pinky is the smallest thing in the body. <laughs> Name one smaller thing. <laughs> oh my god, this is getting weird. Uh, yeah, I guess toe. you're right. I can't think of another small thing on a body. Pinky toes? That's smaller. Yeah. Shorter. Yeah, right. and the- smaller? Yours are smaller? Mine are yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. My toes Wait, go from the smallest hands with to the largest. No, no, no. I got these prehensile to toes like a monkey. So. Oh, okay. Well, that makes the sense. The idea that you have like your big toes the smallest and it goes up, so you have like outside <laughs> feet. <laughs> you got finger toes. Oh, God. That's terrible. <laughs> Uh, anyway, yes, I really like this storyline. I thought it was really interesting as well that this narration is to Richard, a.k.a. Papa, but Bubba. Gus is listening to it and getting yeah. the same emotion to, from it. So it really worked. Like, I think it's a tricky line to do something like that and make it hit home emotionally. But everything was firing on all cylinders with that, with the performances, but also the music playing in the background is so heartwarming and heartfelt throughout. Good stuff. Well, I, I would throw like, out there that the on the music tip, Bo, all the needle drops I think are great in the show. It's a very like bluegrassy, folky thing. That plus both, they get on the bus, Gus line. I was going to say, do you think they all high fived when they listened yeah. to that song? They're like, get we got to get a, we got to get Gus on a bus. It's the only time that line has made sense in all of the <laughs> listenings of Fifty Ways to song? Leave Your Lover. Yes. Wow. Uh, because it saw well, Paul Simon at one point in that era of Paul Simon's when he was writing songs by being like, "Give me some words that rhyme and I'll make them. I'll say them real fast." <laughs> it was hilarious uh, to me that they managed to work it out so that Rufus was giving up Bobby as they played Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover," and then they immediately went into "Get on the Bus, Gus," and cut to yeah. Gus on the bus. And I was like, yeah, "That was your crush." This TV show writes of, itself. <laughs> that little moment of him handing Bobby over was such a. You know, like awesome moment for Jeff. Like he completely understands what it's like to be attached to one of these guys, mm-hmm. and like to see somebody else kind of caring for these uh, so-called freaks was very heartwarming, very touching. Not that I want to keep giving Netflix promo ideas, but they one hundred percent should release like a Beetle Bailey style comic book of Rufus mm-hmm. and Bobby in the tank. Oh my god! Uh, right? Anything with Rufus and Bobby in the tank would be glorious. Great stuff. That's a spinoff that I want to watch. Yeah. Oh, just, (laughs) oh my God. Just them learning the ins and outs of the tanks as they go on adventures together. I mean, come on. Rufus being like, so what you do is we'll open the top and you say, I'll be back. (laughs) Bobby's like, that would make sense because I am back. Okay. He's like, okay, say Bobby am back. Well, that doesn't make sense because it's not (laughs) correctly, correct English. Just a real long workshopping there, his uh, tagline scene. Yeah, uh, eventually they come back around after a lot of brainstorming. They're like, I know we said this half an hour ago, but... Yeah, <laughs> it's Bobby, Bobby and Bobby and Back, Bobby and back is the real... <laughs> one thing I felt like they hit a little too hard is the I'll find you. Like, I got it. 
I mean, it's also the title of the episode, and they hit it pretty hard throughout. Like, I felt well, I felt it like the first couple of times, but the third one, I was like, "Okay, guys, no, 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 I got it." Well, I I take your point. There's a lot of people finding each other in this, um, but I think they subverted it in the two major ones. With Bear and Wendy, Bear yeah. doesn't say anything at at the beginning, which I thought was great. I really liked that playing of it. Like sort of when you, this thing you've been chasing and you catch it and you're like, I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know. I don't to, know yeah. what to how say. To so I'm just going to not disturb it. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. let it be and know that I can approach it again. And but she tries and it doesn't call work again. That she takes where the tiger's like, don't you waste a second was just so moving. And so, well, you know, and as soon as she was like, yeah, I'll give you a very specific directions to how to find where I am. I was like, this uh, is so a you disaster. Just gave them that, yeah. But Over back to the other. talkie when anybody can be listening. Uh, open walkie. I mean, yeah, when you're geez, on set, on. you never talk on an open yeah, walkie. You, you say, don't let's go listening. to channel. Yeah, you do the old let's go switch to channel. channel. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a little production talk from I'm a line producer and Pete's a PA, I guess. <laughs> PA for life. Uh, PA for life. Uh, the other thing, way they subverted it is. Uh, Birdie doesn't come find him. She does the exact opposite. She knows he's in Yellowstone, but she goes to Alaska to try to find a cure. And I do think it's interesting. We don't see Sing at all in this episode. But yeah. the idea of like Sing and Birdie both trying to on their quest to cure this, Sing just banging his head against the wall, can't figure it out, success, failure, ruining everything. Birdie just is like, I'm going to go. Uh, she seems like she's determined, successful. We saw at the beginning of the season, she finds the Thacker ship and maybe the key to it is all right there. Since we learned this episode, a little bit of backstory on the whole origin of history. Yeah. Well, so just to follow that up then, and I don't necessarily have an opinion here. I'm just curious to hear from you. Do you think Birdie is right and Singh is wrong or what's your take on that? Well, well, really, they're they're probably both right, but I think. Birdie actually has the right info. And this is how I've put it together. Because this show shows and doesn't tell us in a good way. But it means like we don't really know exactly. But I, the way I've put it together is Singh thinks that uh, the plague came from Gus and the other hybrids. But as we see in this episode, it's just happened sort of simultaneously. And there isn't like necessarily a direct one than the other, a chicken or egg. It's sort of a chicken or egg situation. Like we don't know which came first. So it, you can't – if it was linear and it was like the sick happened and led to this kid, then they, it would be right what Singh's doing. But instead he, – so he's doing some bad – making some bad guesses that is why he's wrong here. Meanwhile, Birdie has the information about how Jillian got this uh, – whatever that she's built these eggs out of from Alaska, from the Thacker ship when Thacker was trying to find this uh, – this fountain Found of youth, youth thing. So she goes to Alaska, which he, she knows is the source of whatever they caused the sick. And we don't know yet, but we're, I think we're assuming, and maybe we're setting up a season three where they will sort of finally bring all this together. She's finding the source of the, what they made the sick out of in the lab. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Uh, I did want to jump back to the bear and tiger thing that you guys mentioned. Oh my God. Are you, uh, are you shipping them at all? I feel like there's like a little something going on there. That's more than mutual respect and friendship. The way they're talking about finding each other. Do you guys feel that? I don't know. I mean, it would be adorable, but, uh, yeah, I just, I'm bears and tigers sleeping together. Yeah. Lions, tigers and bears. Oh my. Threesome. Thruple. (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, clearly they have a bond. I'm glad Tiger survived that animal army massacre so we could see them together. Um, and I really like how Bear is developing here, particularly over the yeah. course of this episode. Yeah. Like, you were talking about the Wendy stuff and her having that classic scene of like, I'm going to slowly tell you the information I need to tell you until somebody interrupts us. Okay, now I can't finish telling you what I'm telling you. And it's fine. I felt that coming in at the same time. I mean, mom needed to talk to Wendy before she keels over. I mean, that the silhouette shot of the two of them kind of like holding hands. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And the fact that like, not only did Jeff get to see that, but Barry got to see that. That was really cool. Well, but what I I was going to say, sorry, about that is like Bear knowing about Amy and Bear just straight up stepping up and being like, yes, I, I, whatever you need, Amy, I know about this without saying it out loud. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for those kids. I'm going to make this happen. And then she does have a conversation with Jep later where Jep's like, we're going to have to be there with those kids. And Bear's like, I know. So it's great. Uh, I really liked Bear sort of taking the torch is being passed to her mm-hmm. as the the mother of these kids. But that's, that's also an interesting thing where bear was nice enough to be like, what do you need? You know, like, is there anything that you need? Whereas bear to tiger was like, Hey, one more thing before I go. Yeah. Kill all those people that we really have a hard time with. Okay. Peace out. I was like, Oh yeah. One more thing. Just take care of all the last men for me. All right. Sweet. Uh, well, what? they wanted them to do that also. Yes, they did. But, you know, it's like, hey, we're leaving with some of the bigger hitters uh, and we're running for our lives. But if you could just like kind of like take care of all that, that'd be great. Uh, regardless, I think Becky is good. I would put her less in a mom thing than she is literally in a big sister position. Like she's yeah. she's the older kid who there's a bunch of younger kids and she's like, mom, I'll take care of them for you. And Jep is definitely she's a cool aunt. Yeah, she's a cool, cool aunt Becky. Aunt Becky yeah. from... Yeah, Full House. From Full House. House. There you go. Full House. You mean the prequel to Fuller House? Yes, um, exactly. I'm sort <laughs> of a that Fuller first, House, right? Yeah. More of a yeah. Fuller House guy. Yeah, I hear you. I'm more of a Gen Z guy. <laughs> uh, so that was cool, and I also thought all the stuff with Jeff was cool. Like he, he's sort Put it of away, even. Crinkle. Come hey, on, crinkle. man. We're, we're almost cl- there. We're almost there. He was very even this episode. I felt in a way like he's already Jeff been or? through Jeff. Yeah, he's already kind of been through his emotional catharsis. We've seen his backstory. So this episode. He's with the kids. He's with Gus. He's got what he needs. Yeah. He's got. I mean, him running through the woods in the night, like freaked out. Gus left was terrifying. I yeah. was like, "No, Gus, don't leave him." And then Gus being like, "Don't worry, Jeff, I'll never do that." I was like, "Holy shit!" Um, well, I also think in the comic, Jeopard is exhausted always, and yeah, I think I mean, in the series, uh, our Jeff here is a little less so. Um, but I think they are still playing it like he is tired. He's had a long. Yeah. Couple yeah. days here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they all. Let's remember, you know, this is the timeline. When you're tired, is, you know what picks you up is a little chuckle. Oh, little oh, yeah. yeah. Just wait. There's actually a, a bunch of stuff still to talk about. I wanted to say um, it was great to see Will Forte here. Like we said, yeah. I almost wanted to see him hanging out at the party, just like partying with the scientists. But I was like, they'll never pay to have him back for right. new stuff this episode. But it was great to see him in the flashback. Yep. Um, we gotta mention that surfs up, surfs up Blondie's out. Surf up Blondie, no, no more. No more? Did he die? What do you mean? He's not in this episode at all. Oh, he's just oh, not well, in this episode. Well, that doesn't mean he's no more. We'll he's still probably, get some next up, episode, bro. Surf's yeah. Up Blondie is going to come back with James Brolin and Sing and the three That's of them right. up together. You want to talk oh, about that? That would be great. When you have <laughs> a broken doctor. Up. 
And the blonde guy, sometimes. All right, all right. Anyways, as a voiceover artist, you never get to appear on camera. What? Uh, That's the other thing I shot at Sweet Tooth, and you'd be like, well, I'm James Brolin. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Go ahead, Justin. Get to your last couple of things. Let's go. The uh, we didn't talk about. Oh, sorry. I, I just wanted Justin, to Justin, we're going talk. through Justin's list right now. And then no, we'll you go. Back. Alex, we can jump back and forth. Uh, we didn't talk about Earl Elephant eating a pine cone. That was a fun moment. Yeah. Very, well, I had another Earl thing. Are they going to drink the trunk water that came out of Earl? <laughs> You're above <laughs> trunk like, They were like, go. Dude, this yeah, is a post-apocalyptic, bro. Come on, bro. Everyone else has regular water, and he's blasting trunk water into the... I agree. That was a big surprise to me. We haven't seen him do that yet. They might still filter it a little bit. You think he's got a Brita? You yeah. think he's got a Brita up his nose? Pete, yeah, I'm, not, so. I'm not drinking water that comes out of your nose. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not suggesting you should, but the trunk but is... Earl's got a clean trunk? That's What's right. His hand sanity's dropping into his trunk before we That's scrub right. it? He just had a pine cone. His trunk isn't clean. Uh, the pine cone helps. I will man. say, I will say pine cone is the closest to hand sanitizer. There you go. All right, it's like enough. a natural sanitizer. Yeah. Have you guys, I wanted to ask this while I was watching the episode, have you guys ever played the game where you have to fill the water, uh, get as much of the clean water as possible, as quickly as possible, and yep. then uh, show who's strongest by getting the most uh, logs outside? Yeah, is this your first, first post-apocalyptic uh, I'm just adventure? wondering, did you win or like did you lose that game? Third place. Third place. Oh, Very wow. nice. Pretty strong. Great. Fun game. I was, fun game. Uh, I was Elephant busy. Boy beat me out, so it was tough. Oh, I was trying to and get And then you had to drink enough. his nose water. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a tap, sparkling, or nose water. I'll go with that. I'll have There's the nose a water. hint of ivory in there. It's really quite uh, delicious. Was, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, uh, did you guys, what did you guys think of the pit stop party? Oh, ain't no party at pit stop party. I, I saw I saw Bobby I saw Bobby tap a keg. Did you guys see that in the background? <laughs> that was a dumb choice by Jeff, where he's like, "Okay, just so you know, five minutes. That's it for a pit stop. It's just about peeing. I have parked next to this fun playground. Kids don't yeah, use the place. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, all right, we're heading to Key West. We're just gonna do a five minutes at Disney World, and then everybody back on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just use the bathroom out front at Disney World. It was adorable to see them all having a good time. It was Stop great. it. It was just a dumb decision. Bad yeah. stop from Jeff. If you're gonna do that, oh, just stop on, on the side of the road. That's if you if you see a cool playground, you're gonna stop. But it's kind of like when you oh god when you take like your dog for a walk, you got to give him something to go to the bathroom on. Absolutely, like Disney World. I really liked the blocking of the scene where Amy is standing as far away from Jeff as possible, yeah. and that's essentially how yeah. she tells him she got yeah. sick. Great scene, very tense. The realization yeah. that comes over Jeff is he's like, oh no, yeah, yeah it's good acting. What you guys think of the booyah moment? I thought the booyah moment. I was going to ask you about that one as well. We ride or die for this bus. Booyah. 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 Big, big booyah. On the um, uh, Amy and Jep stuff, like it really, really well played, really well written scene. It really reminded, it hit me back on that line that we talked about, I guess, two episodes ago where she's like, have these people, when she's in factory town and everyone's packed in together and she's like, have these people, these people even remember there's a plague going on? And then yeah. she got it from maybe that exact moment. Yeah, so, like, uh, really highlighted fo- that moment. The phone. It was using that crazy lady's phone, you know? Yeah, I oh, think yeah. she wasn't wiping down her groceries. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's what it was. Uh, the other thing I want to say, shout out the line, go do your weird deer shit. Yep, there you go. Got to see that again. Also, Gus drinking syrup. He had a syrup. He got back there and immediately uh, he was like glug glug on the old syrup. There you go. Speaking go. of which, yeah. why don't we move it on to our latest contender in the syrup cup, which we were very close to determining. We have one can being left for the next now, episode. What's nice about doing, 100 grants is they split is it nice for you. You don't have to bite halfway through. Like it's it's split halfway in half through. If it's split in half for you. <laughs> oh my How god! How big is your split. bite on a candy bar, Pete? Oh, you do a full yeah. half. As, as, if I can, as, as yeah, as much as I can do. Yeah. Can you get a full nine inches down your throat, Pete? <laughs> That's the question. Gross. Uh, I mean, this is a classic nothing, almond nothing, joy format. Nothing smaller it's than half. a pinky. It's two. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> this pinky-sized candy bar is <laughs> I I thought it was broken, so I'm glad to hear that. Um, definitely felt a bunch of them in the store being like, oh, wow, they broke all of these. Oh, wait, maybe there's two bars. Excuse, Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. We have to ask you to leave. You've been feeling up all of our candy bars. Yeah. <laughs> so this is rich caramel, milk chocolate, and crispy crunchies. So basically it's like... So a combo we of went a Milky from, Way and a Crunch Bar? Yeah, we went from the Crunch Bar to this. I thought it was a nice escalation because we're still getting the chocolate and Rice Krispie treats. Now we're adding the caramel wow. as a nice layer, an addition, if you will. Uh, it's Our just candy a sommelier, Pete mm-hmm. LePage. I love, uh, I love a nougat Escalation. <laughs> this you, is were a nougat. Dealing, you were dealing with a man you didn't quite understand. What's your definition of nougat, bro? Come on, come for me. This is caramel, and nougat is nougat. Mm. You know, we don't normally talk about this. One downside of this particular candy bar makes it hard to talk on a podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Probably exactly. I like it. <laughs> this is um, very good. I think this is a big Delicious. contender for me. This mm-hmm. is a fave. Because you know what I like about it? It's caramel. Mm-hmm. One of my faves. The crispiness. Nice texture. This caramel, however, is much different from like your caramello or even your Snickers. Right. It's a little thicker. Mm-hmm. It's more like a Rolo. Mm-hmm. I, it's a little too much caramel for me, I think. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Interesting. I don't know. We all have our takes. Uh, but I do like the crispiness, like getting the crispiness. You reached your li- caramel limit, huh? It's just like it, the caramel's too thick. Like I'd like to bite into it and get some of that caramel taste and a little bit of the caramel pull uh, mixed with the crunch. But there's so much caramel to the crunch, it doesn't feel even to me. You know? Mm. I like like a Nestle Crunch Bar with caramel in it. That would be pretty good. This wow. You're really splitting hairs. This is basically what we're dealing with. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm splitting hairs about candy on our candy review podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying you had us. We ate like uh, we've eaten 50 different types of candy. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, this one isn't caramel and crispy enough for me. Mm. It's too much, caramel. It's too much it's too, caramel. Too much caramel. The crisp is yeah. delicious. Nobody's attacking the crisp. I like the crisp. This is actually, I would say, maybe a better crisp for me than the crunch bar in a certain wow. way. Just because it's on the outside, so you get like the crunch first on your way yep. in. It's yeah, you good. do get it's more crunchy for sure. Mm-hmm. Why is it called a hundred grand? 
I think that's how I, much it's worth, man. No, in I, your I mouth, think, it's so uh, delicious. I remember like, looking this up at one point. I'm probably wrong about this, but I think it was one of those old timey things because it's an old timey candy bar where they're like, "Why this tastes like a hundred grand? It's a rich man's candy bar." And that's pretty much it. Wow. Um, here we go. Great old timey impression there. Oh, thanks. The the candy bar was originally called the hundred thousand dollar bar. But it was renamed. This is from the Wikipedia page. It was renamed a hundred grand in the eighties after a Nestle shakeup. Ooh, <laughs> Whoa. no clarification there. Yeah, a citation. Do they have a citation for that one? Um, when the cast of Friends demanded a hundred thousand dollars per episode in nineteen ninety six, Nestle delivered full cases of a hundred grand bars to each member of the cast. <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> that's lame. That's that's funny awesome. Thing. Sending people a hundred grands. That's what, oh, that would god, be a god. great thing to that's get. That's Pete. Finally, a, anything better in the mail than that? Pete really wanna... kicking himself for turning down the part of Gunther and Friends. <laughs> <laughs> finally, Gunther, the main person who got a hundred thousand dollars an episode. <laughs> he probably was happy for the candy bars. Yeah, yeah probably. exactly. Absolutely. Who wouldn't be? Well, there we go. We're definitely coming down to it. We have one more episode of Sweet Tooth before we wrap this up, and we'll have one more candy to review at the same time. If you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Sweet Tooth, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok and Instagram, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, the Candyman can. Uh, the Its first slogan was, tastes so good it's almost illegal. Yeah! <laughs> feels unrelated. And the current slogan is, that's rich. Yes. <laughs> Opposite things. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.